Bienvenidos and welcome to the Voces Podcast. My name is Ana Lucia Lopez Reboredo, and I am your host. Today's guest is Harry Lopez. Harry is a personal and professional success coach and entrepreneur. A native of Miami, Florida, with Jewish and Nicaraguan roots, he writes and speaks frequently on issues of personal and professional change, happiness, health, and inspiration, and the topic of mindful living and conscious business. Harry has coached and consulted leaders at Google, Amazon, Meta, Pros, YouTube, and more, and has been featured on BuzzFeed, Insight Timer, The Atlantic, and Goodful. Harry is the founder of Launch Latinx, helping talented, ambitious Latino leaders overcome their greatest fears, deepen in their consciousness and self-worth, and create the life they have always imagined. Welcome, Harry. As we get started, I'd love to hand it over to you and give you the opportunity to share with us a little bit more about what that bio didn't capture and give us a little bit of an insider's look into the life of Harry Lopez. Amazing. Thank you, Ana Lucia. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to, to get to share my story with all of you. So thank you for tuning in. My name is Harry Lopez. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. I'm a first generation um, Nicaraguan American. My parents are both from Nicaragua, Managua, Nicaragua, and they immigrated to the United States in the 1980s during the Revolutionary War of the Sandinistas. Um, my dad and his family came straight into uh, the U.S. from Nicaragua, and my mom, um, they, they were political uh, refugees, and they fled Nicaragua because my grandfather had a, um, a political talk show in Nicaragua. So they, they fled, and they went to Costa Rica for a few years, and then they eventually, my mom eventually went to the U.S. and met my dad in Miami, and later on I was born. So um, I'm the founder of Launch Line X. I, uh, I'm a full-time transformational coach. I do life and business coaching, um, a lot of mindset work, subconscious reprogramming, business marketing support for specifically Latinos, Latinos of all kinds, of all ages, of all backgrounds, who are wanting to launch an idea, launch their, their business, launch a startup, a venture, a coaching program, a tech app, a brand. And uh, we believe that we started Launch Latinx because we believe and we saw that the students that we were working with in our coaching programs, they wanted to launch an idea, but in truth, they were launching themselves into the world. So we don't market this to the world. We market it as a business program, but it's really, really a holistic, deep inner transformation program for Latinos. Wow. Such clear purpose, such clear purpose. And there's, there's two things I want to respond to with what you just mentioned. One is I really want to give folks listening the opportunity to get a little bit more insight on what you brought up regarding the Nicaraguan revolution. Because the Nicaraguan revolution was a decades-long process that was meant to liberate the small Central American country from both U.S. imperialism and the repressive Somoza dictatorship. Okay, So it began in the 1960s with the founding of the Sandinista National Liberation Front, also known as the FSLN, and it culminated in fighting between the Sandinista rebels and the National Guard when the FSLN succeeded in overthrowing the dictatorship. The Sandinistas ruled from 1979 to 1990, which is really considered to be the year the revolution ended. 
And as you just mentioned, both of your parents, for different and yet similar reasons, ended up leaving Nicaragua and making their way to Miami, where it was that you were born. So that's an important part of history because it's one that oftentimes does not get brought up. And it's so integral to what was happening in Central America, because just like Nicaragua, its neighboring countries were also going through their own revolutions through their own civil wars that led to a mass emigration of Central Americans and really created the diasporas that exist today. And that's one thing. And the second thing is how you were talking about coaching and how you were talking about launching, not just an idea, not just a brand, but really oneself. And entrepreneurship, you and I have spoken a lot about this, can be really scary because you're not just putting out a concept, right? You're really putting yourself out there. And there's a lot of work that needs to get done internally, a lot of self-reflection that needs to get done in order to feel confident and ready to do that. And I, you are someone who is continuously in a state of reflection. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about how in your life, different elements of your identity have led to the reflection practices you have today that you really coach others in also implementing into their lives? Mm. The thing that I know to be true is that we're constantly transforming. I, I didn't really connect with my Jewish identity until later, later after my parents' divorce. Um, my father and I, we, we developed a stronger connection after when I got a little older and when I became a school teacher in Nashville, Tennessee with Teach for America, I got invited to this incredible journey for Jewish teachers um, and Jewish change makers called Reality. So I got to go to Israel for the first time and it was a trip for um, educators from all parts of the world who came together to talk about Tikkun Olam and how to repair the world. And that was really for me, my first like entry point into really understanding my Jewish culture and my heritage. And um, after that, that was like the beginning, that catalyst for me. I started going on journeys and my father and I were hosting Shabbats together. Um, I was doing Sukkot and, you know, flying out to Oklahoma with my friends. And I got to meet Lynn Schusterman, who was one of, who had created this, this incredible like trip and adventure journey for us. Um, and then so on and so forth. I just kept growing and in it. And, um, and here I am. <laughs> oh, lots of great shout outs there, Harry. I mean, you've got the reality community, Lynn Schusterman, Shabbat, your dad. <laughs> I mean, how special is it to be having these experiences with your dad today? Uh, it's never too late to connect to an element of one's identity. And in your case, as you were just recounting your Judaism, and I'm curious, since you just talked about what this has meant for you and your father, if there's one word to describe perhaps what kind of reconnecting to Judaism has meant for your relationship. Mm. I would say the, the perfect word to describe it was very, it was very tender. It was, um, you know, my, my relationship with my father wasn't always the best when I was growing up. And because I had witnessed a lot of things between him and my mom that, you know, were just didn't they didn't have that it didn't click and um so there was a lot of potential wounds and i believe that entering into into jewish life and identity and really embracing la cultura was the thing that really um, that brought us together in a really really tender way and it wasn't something that we needed to to 
question too much. It just was like, it just, it, we just, in the words of Byron Katie, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, we just, we just loved it, loving what is. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing Harry. And uh, it's not easy. I think it's interesting in our life, what, what comes into it and we you know whatever it is that's coming into our lives, how that might result in healing in transforming. And it's really beautiful to hear how you connecting and reconnecting to your Judaism kind of has played this role in also reconnecting to your father. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm curious, you know, because Judaism is just one of your many identities that are important to you. Uh, I'm curious about its role that it has in connecting to other elements of your identity. And I know that you're always looking to, you're someone who's in constant metamorphosis. And I'm curious to know how Judaism plays a role in supporting different parts of your identity uh, to rise to the top. Mm. The intersectionality between my queerness, my Jewishness, and my Latinidad is very... Uh, it's still something that I'm a puzzle that I'm trying to piece together. And again, there's like neither here nor there. But what I will say is that when I stepped more into embracing more of my Jewish identity, I began to see examples of queer Jewish leaders that I had, or queer leaders, particularly queer men, that I could aspire to be like for the first time in my entire life. And, you know, if you're listening to this, Andrew Mandel, like you are one of my greatest inspirations. He was my leader, my small group leader when I did reality. And, you know, he was a longtime educator at Teach for America on the national staff, is now becoming a rabbi, has a partner, has invited me to New York to go to, to, go to Temple with him. So for the first time I saw, you know, what life could be like for me. And, you know, I'm still unraveling a lot of my, of my gay identity. And of course, there's still, there's still some, some shame. There's still some, some work there. There's, of course, the work is never ending. And of course, it's always around loving and embracing and accepting myself. But it hasn't always been really easy. And I believe that stepping into celebrating more of my Jewish identity gave way for me to see what I'd like and what I can see possible for myself in my life with regards to my queer identity. So I think that there's, that's so special to me because I've not found that in any other, in any other part of my, any other groups that I've been a part of, any other parts of my identity. It's like, that's what I want to be like. That's how I want to lead my life. And that's been always the most attractive thing to me about my Jewish culture is the, the emphasis on reflection, the emphasis on let's give back. Let's, this, is, this is about service. It's about repairing the world, the intentionality of Jewish culture. You know, I love, I love so much. And for me, that's one of the reasons why I've always attracted, I've always been more attracted to dating and, and having a Jewish partner is because I'd like to leave, have a family that is very intentionally um, and consciously um, going through life. And there's just so many cool aspects of it that I love. <laughs> I love that. And I want nothing more but that for you. And I think you're on your way to getting all of that and more. And I, I feel like I can say this because I've really seen how much you believe in what you're able to bring into your life. I see your work as a transformational coach in how you talk to yourself and how you dream and how you manifest. And I think this ties 
beautifully to what I was mentioning earlier when I read your bio around your desire to help other Latinos in launching their ideas, their brands, and really launching themselves and believing in themselves. And I'd love to kind of transition to that and hear a little bit about your why, like what got you into this work? What would you want other people who are listening to what it is that you're up to, to know about themselves and about their potential and everything that's ahead of them if they simply shift their mindset? Ooh, this is so exciting for me to get into. There's this statistic that I read somewhere once, and I think about this often, and I run my business with this mindset and this, this knowing this is that your success not even just as an entrepreneur, but as a human, is 80% mindset and embodiment, 20% strategy. And so Launch.next is a program where folks are launching things into the world. And most business programs that I've been a part of have just been strategy, strategy, strategy. Like this is the how-to, this is the skeleton, the roadmap, let's go. Step one, step two, step three. We are very different, incredibly different. Folks of marginalized identities who I work with in our programs, what I see them struggle with the most is self-worth and imposter syndrome. I would say self-worth is the biggest thing that holds back a lot of entrepreneurs from being able to fully unleash themselves out into the world. Another thing I would say is that I, what I find a lot of our students is that they're, they're huge dreamers, huge dreams. They want more for themselves and their families and their communities. And so what we're really doing is, is healing and doing generational healing work um, creating generational impact, creating generational wealth for communities of color. Because we, the research shows that when entrepreneurs of color create businesses, they give back to their communities. And what I see often is that a lot of our students are on autopilot. They're just, you know, the first in their families. They've grown up in scarcity consciousness. They've grown up with a lot of challenges, a lot of internal challenges, and of course, external challenges, money being one of the biggest things that holds, back, holds a lot of them back. And we're doing, we're, you know, we're, we're starting in our program and we're going deep into mindset. We're going deep into limiting beliefs. We're going deep into unraveling our money stories, getting deep into scarcity consciousness. How do we, how do we attract more abundance into our lives? We're going deep into your story and vulnerability and authenticity, getting clear of anything that's standing in the way. We see our students just in the first couple of weeks, just like take off. Um, one, just the very the mere fact of being in community, not just any kind of community, community with like-minded individuals who share a very similar story, who share a similar past. I often work with a lot of women of color. And for them, it's incredibly inspiring to be in a, in a, in a space with other folks who they see themselves represented in each other. And every day is a new opportunity for us to just grow into more understanding of who we are. Oh, everyone that you're working with is so incredibly lucky to be working with you, Harry. I can, your energy, I can just feel it. It's contagious. Um, and it's something that already just feels empowering. So thank you for sharing it. And, and given the fact that you're a transformational coach, I want to give you the opportunity to wrap up this, this podcast with a little bit of coaching. Um, what would be some, what would be some words of wisdom that you would share with people that are listening as they think about themselves and their purpose and what they should be doing to really be manifesting their dreams into reality? For me, you know, my whole life, I, there was, there was so much uncertainty, there was a lot of confusion around who I am, that I just threw myself into hard work. And I think that that's the story for a lot of first generation Americans, first generation folks of marginalized identities, which is like work, work, work. 
busy bees. I was just doing and doing and doing to avoid any kind of sense of reckoning of who I am. And it wasn't until later on in life that I I started dabbling, getting really, really getting turned on to my own spirituality that I that I started questioning things. Intuition, connecting with your intuition is something that not many folks talk about with regards to starting a business, but connecting to your intuition creates 100% alignment in your life. And what does it look like to, to, to connect with your intuition? It's connecting, I believe one of my teachers says that intuition is connecting to the superconscious, to the divine, to that, that instant spark that you get where it's, it's, not even, it's not even fathomable or comprehensible. It just, you feel it. It's a, it's a deep inner knowing that you get in your soul and your body. It's a connection to the heart and leading your business and leading your life with a connection to the divine, I have found is a really beautiful place to be and a beautiful place to lead your life and your business. Thank you, Harry. You're amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And we're so thankful to have you here on our podcast. You're amazing. Muchas gracias. I'm so grateful to have been on your podcast. So happy to, to get to share my story with all of you. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks, Harry. Your story is a powerful reminder that no two Latin Jewish stories are alike, which is why it is so important that we continue to lift up as many Latin Jewish stories as possible. To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for your support. This is season three of the Voces podcast. We are bringing you a new episode every Wednesday through the end of January of 2023 and really look forward to continuing to build this community with all of you. Until next time, ciao.